0: In the first 14 chapters of the Gospel of Luke, amazing things happen. Jesus heals, he preaches, talks about love, he supports those who are in great need. There's inspiration, and Jesus even kind of gets a that boy from those who were uh, frustrated with the religious leaders at the time, those who were so uh, religiously rigid So many good and exciting things were happening around and in and because of Jesus that by the time we get to chapter 14, he has got a bunch of followers. A lot of which weren't going to stick it all the way through. They were just there for the spectacle of it all. They wanted to see the miracles, but they were not going to be willing to walk the path of discipleship as it leads through Pilate's trial, through the cross, to the resurrection. They were only there to see the miracles. And it was only those who were true disciples who were going to actually see the full power of the miracle and the significance of the miracle and see the power of miracles at work, period. So in Luke 14, Jesus is on a mission of sorts. In chapter 9, he had turned to Jerusalem, and he had started his long walk to Jerusalem, to Gethsemane, to the cross, and now he's in a phase where he's going through saying some hard things to his disciples, some hard things to us, some things that remind us how we're supposed to walk and how we're supposed to act differently, and this week he's even more direct about what it's going to take to follow him as a disciple. Jesus is sorting his disciples out in a way today. He's sorting them out the way that those difficult entry-level lecture classes in college try to sort out those who are really interested in going to graduate school or medical school or get their doctorates from those who just think, wouldn't it be fun to be a doctor? Jesus is sorting out his disciples and seeing who are the ones who are really interested in following me and who are the ones who are just here to see the magic show. Today, we have to ask ourselves, which side of this sorting out are we interested in being on? Are we in it for the fun or have we really devoted ourselves to the call of discipleship? Do we really want God's help through the difficult trials? Or are we just here for the days when it's easy? These are questions that we ask ourselves as we turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 through 33. Now, large crowds were traveling with him. He turned to them and said, Whoever comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, Brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish." Or what king going out to wage war against another king will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose one who comes at him with 20,000? If he cannot, then while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you will not give up all your possessions. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I've got a great relationship with my parents. As a matter of fact, I've got a pretty good relationship with most of my family. And despite a couple little spats and cold shoulders here and there, we all get along. We're boring in an area where being boring is good. And for that, I give thanks. Most of us would say it was good because living through the difficulties of family struggles is painful. It's hard. It's profound. And those who have to live through family struggles because of religion, well, that's even worse. And I don't know if many of us have actually experienced them because of religious things. Have you ever been slighted or frustrated or had to create divisiveness within your family because of the gospel? Have you ever had to come up upon anything like what Jesus speaks about when he says, whoever comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers, sisters, and yes, even life itself cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. I suspect that though some of us have had divisive experiences with friends and with with family, it hasn't been because of the gospel. Which could mean we need to face this reality. It could mean that we're not taking the gospel seriously enough. We should think about that. Have we not followed faithfully enough? I don't think that's exactly what Jesus is saying here. We'll get to that in a moment. But we, we must acknowledge the fact that sometimes we're so casual with Jesus that we settle for a fortune cookie faith. Can you picture what I'm talking about, a fortune cookie faith? Sometimes our lives are so comfortable and our faith is so convenient that our devotion for the day could be summed up in the words on a fortune cookie or shared in our Facebook status, right? God never gives us more than we can handle God has blessed me so much, look at my possessions. God helps those who help themselves, and boy, I helped myself today. God wants to grow your territory, you just haven't asked yet. When God closes a door, he opens a window. There's a Sunday school class who might be able to talk to you about some of those half-truths, but I suspect that the truth of the gospel is this. If Jesus were just delivering something that could fit on a fortune cookie, if devotion were as simple as self-help mantras offered by yoga teachers on YouTube, some of which are fun to do yoga with, if that were what Jesus were about, why would he have told the crowds that family divisions might be caused by discipleship? Why would he have made mention about taking up the cross and counting the cost before beginning the journey? Why would he do that if the journey was so easy anybody could do it? Faith, true faith, is truly good. I think we all know this. I think that's why we're here, even on a holiday weekend, right? But faith also can be really hard. Because true faith doesn't follow what's easy and quick. It follows Jesus, who heals, who saves, who brings eternal life, who is resurrection, who makes life worth living. But also, it, it, is, it is tough sometimes. The implication of Jesus' statement means several things. Like, discipleship will be hard, but, but, but hard things are worth it. If you're willing to engage your discipleship fully, in a full way, you're, you're going to get something out of it. But if you're not willing to fully invest in what it means to follow Jesus, you might not get anything out of it. And if your religion is so easy, yet it doesn't push you out of a comfort zone in some way or another, it's quite possible that the God you're following is yourself. It's you. If your faith isn't costing you anything, isn't demanding anything of you, then maybe it's not faith at all. Maybe it's just something you do because it's convenient. Maybe it's a social membership that you have. Maybe you don't like the political talk shows on Sunday mornings, so you'd rather be here. Some of us here might be perfectly content with a faith like that, that fills time, that provides status, that can fit on a fortune cookie to give us a little mantra to think through in a difficult situation. But this kind of relationship and devotion costs us little more than time when we have it and cash in our pockets when it's there. And has anything ever really changed you that asked that little of you? Have you ever invested so little, so glibly in anything and it have that profound an effect on you? I haven't. I think Jesus says that the faith is so significant that the call may cause us to hate our father and mother in order, in order to be truly faithful to it. If we want more from our faith, our church and from the people of God who are with us, if we want our faith to matter, it's going to call us to something difficult. Do we want that? Are we willing to risk division and hate? for the sake of the gospel. Okay, now I have some good news. One commentator I read this week said, for once, Jesus was prone to hyperbole in this story. Jesus might have been overstating things a little bit. Because hate is a strong word. I haven't had to forsake my family In order to follow the gospel. And the fact of the matter is, most of you haven't had to either. In fact, most of you are here. Most of you followed the gospel because your family helped bring you into it, right? We haven't had to leave our families for the gospel. In fact, our families are the ones that are pulling us back to the gospel at times, right? Telling your children, it's time for you to get to church. We found friends through the gospel. We have deep, meaningful relationships because of the gospel. This congregation has become a home for us because of the gospel. And so there's a way in which this passage isn't for us. So how is this passage for us? It must be, otherwise I don't think it would be here. And so let's think about that for a little bit. I think this passage is about our devotion. It's about truly being devoted to faith. A faith that may not cost us as Christian people, our Christian families. But a faith that isn't just easy. Being devoted to Jesus isn't going to be as easy as going with the flow and following the crowd. Jesus has some hard days ahead. But we see that on the other side of the hard days... His goodness, hope, and life. And so it will take some intent to follow him faithfully through the hard times. But here's the thing: do any of you, any of us, know anyone for whom life is just all that easy? Life is hard, life seems unfair sometimes. Life doesn't make sense all the time. And so maybe what we see is that we're going to encounter difficulties no matter what. The question of discipleship is who are we going to encounter them with? The God we have aligned ourselves with is going to be right there with us through the difficulties. And, and this same God has been through it all already. And so, maybe the the cost of discipleship, maybe the benefit of discipleship in the face of hardship, is that it helps us to know that God is going to be through us. Because life is going to be hard. If everything about religion and faith fits perfectly into how we decide to organize our life and spend our time, our money, and our resources... well then I think we might see that it's not Jesus that we're following. We've created a faith in our own image. One that just gets us the things that we want from faith and doesn't call us to anything and may not have any power to help us when we need it. But even though it may cost us something, even though true discipleship is is tough, it leads to life. To be a disciple, it's going to mean risk. It might mean enacting and living in a different way. It might mean speaking truth and standing against a crowd. But it will get you where you want to go if what you want is to have a life with God. To know the God who loves you, who created you, and who can carry you through the hard times. That is why we're here, right? I think that's why we're here. a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I looked ahead, I knew this passage was coming and frankly, I didn't love I don't love preaching it. There's a whole lot more passages in scripture that are more fun for the preacher to preach. I don't like thinking about this, and I don't relish the fact that I get to confront the congregation with a difficult message of Jesus. There are easier ways to go about making life as a pastor. So we're in this boat together today. I just happen to be the one that's speaking. Because in a world where everything is so stressed, time is so short, money is sometimes even shorter, and we're so exhausted by so many things, it would be easier, it probably would draw a bigger crowd just to talk about the shiny, happy things of faith. But but ask anyone who's been through tough times, and kept their faith if discipleship was worth the cost. Ask anyone who has managed to stay faithful through life's difficulties. Ask anyone who has counted the cost and stuck with God and felt God by their side through the hard times. Ask them. And and the way that they answer those questions, the way that they deal with the problems that they had, the ones that didn't fit in the greeting card messages, the ones that weren't fit for fortune cookies, the ones that were a little bit beyond comprehension. Ask them how discipleship helped them. And they probably will tell you they couldn't have gotten through it without God's presence with them. They couldn't have kept the faith without knowing that God was carrying them through to the other side. And they couldn't have known God as fully if they'd only showed up for the happy holidays, the quaint choir programs, and the good times when everybody felt the blessing. Because real life is hard. We all have difficulties and stresses, and Jesus reminds us that real faith will at times be hard too. But at the end of the story, if we're faithful, if we do the hard work of picking up our cross and following even following through a dark tunnel or a dark night of the soul, in the end, God will meet us there. God is with us. And so it may not be easy. It may cost us more than the dollar bills in our pocket. But knowing God is with us is what faith is about. Knowing that even though it's hard, God will be with us, I think is a bit what this passage is about. And so the questions we face today is are we willing to be a disciple of Jesus? Or do we want to get sorted out like the rest of the crowd who was just there for the spectacle? I think God will be with us if we stick to it. I think God will be with us Because God knows it's hard. I think God will be with us because God wants us to get through on the other side. And so let's consider the costs and let's think about the sorting out as we go to the Lord in prayer today. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks that you are with us always, and we give you thanks that you are with us even when the passage is hard, even when the scriptures challenge us, even when they tell us things that we don't want to hear. Lord, we thank you that you are with us, and we are thankful that, that hopefully each day we can see a way through in which you provide something that no one and no, no other thing can And so, Lord, today, as we consider the cost of discipleship, as we consider picking up our crosses, as we consider what divisiveness might come if we follow you faithfully, help us to see that following you faithfully will bring about the life we've always wanted. Will bring about the love that we need to have. Will bring about the grace of your gifts to us. And will bring about your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, help us to stick with you in the hard times, uh, not just the easy ones. For we see that you are with us always, both in the hard times and the easy ones. Lord, help us not to be sorted out, but rather help us to have the faith to be counted among yours. Be with us now as we sing and as we consider what it will mean for us in the days ahead. It's in your name we pray. Amen.